getting dicey. <laughs> Things are going to be quite different in this session, just for the fact that uh, the the training the training montage has begun. Um, you have sort of put out a big list of uh, the the armies that you are hoping to put together and, and what kind of strength they might um, have by the end of this training. You know that Strad is also putting something into plan as he claims he is going to in his words, raise Barovia to the ground in search for, for his Tatiana. He's got um, nothing. <clears throat> uh, yesterday, in uh, Barovian terms, you brought the Dusk Elves back to the church uh, and you discussed everyone's training on, on where everyone was going to be. There was talk about setting up sort of training in the um, city centre, I believe, was one of the th things that was thought about mm. is that still the case well yeah because i don't know if it's actually happening but i think the plan was to make some sort of barricades because we heard zombies were going to walk out of the lake from the north mm. so people can build barricades and then do training behind them i guess the barricades are the first thing right right and i mean this all this all takes time so um on the first morning of training their word goes out uh, to a bunch of the more capable to start building barricades at the northern gates, um, as well as the others, but your main concern for now are those those northern gates. Um, and so, yeah, a, a bunch of people start getting together bits of wood and and ho however they can. It does mean parts same of day. This isn't ringing true. There's <laughs> <I think laughs> this so. emergency. Sorry, boy. There's Book a, till there's, Christmas. There's a lot of uh, a gathering of woods. There's uh, of wood. There's a lot of planning for what uh, these barricades are going to look like. It may not be much starting uh, of the building, but the planning absolutely is is being put into place. Um, in general, the the day is a relatively quiet day. It's there's there's um, there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of threats. It's not, it's not even raining today. There's no rain for, there's a, like a break in the weather. Um, and there's a few other things are happening. Obviously, there's word that there's going to be a major sort of lockdown within Velaki, the, the idea of bringing everybody into Velaki. Oh, and so protesters. That won't be popular. The Vesta brothers are going to be leading a protest in the park. Oh, gosh, the misinformation campaign began. I only had the new mayor five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Already. The... Uh, it's it's very tense. There's a lot of uh, a lot of the people, the villagers of Velaki, they're quite tense, but they're they're spreading word that you want to be within the walls, um, and that there's talk of how are we going to make sure that there's no one uh, on the outskirts, and trying to follow up with family and friends just to make sure that no one goes anywhere and figuring out where everybody is. Um, and then, like I said, the work on the uh, barricades is starting to be planned for all, all of the different entrances, um, as well as uh, going around the outskirts of Velaki to make sure that any uh, holes in the walls uh, get repaired, that everything is in um, top condition. Um, another thing that happens on that first day is that there is an introduction of the Dusk Elves to the giant spiders. Obviously, there was the plan of having these Dusk Elves riding into battle on these spiders. And this is the first moment where, well, Mirakam, why don't you talk to me or tell us as a group, what, what is that? What is that moment? 
What does that look like? Um, okay. I'm going to roll a d4 to see which season we're in. Um, oh, I've rolled a two, which is autumn. Seems to be a pretty common roll for me. So she's going to have tenderness in her voice and a lovingness for the spiders. Um, she's going to describe them affectionately and um, explain to the dusk elves and, and show them her use of poison and how she can command the spiders and how they're not to be feared, but they are wild, and basically solemnly teach them a respect for these creatures and attempt to use her animal handling skills to foster some kind of understanding between them. Yeah, and, and how does how does it go? How does that first moment in your mind go <laughs> between these dusk elves? Uh, <laughs> if you don't mind me putting it on know. you, it'd be nice to get some storytelling from it, you on this it one. It goes exceptionally, and they all level up immediately about five <laughs> all levels. Right, I'll detail this one instead. Uh, <laughs> no, I imagine they're, they're very trepidatious and... Um, and cautious, but they are uh, motivated by the anger for their fallen comrade. They are um, eager to grasp some power and, and enact a revenge on those who have brought them so low, and they are eager to prove themselves as worthy in battle. So mm. I think that moves them and motivates them a lot. The, the Dusk Elves haven't been up cl this close with uh, giant spiders that haven't meant them harm. So this is also just a little bit of that kind of uh, any experience they have had has normally been in uh, defense of their life. So there is that uncertainty. They know you. They, they've, um, you've already introduced them to Ran Zen as well. So they know that you've got like a... Um, a connection to the to spiders, especially being a, an elven dwar uh, druid. Um, and uh, yeah, there, there's a bit of hesitation, I think, as the, those introductions kind of uh, happen back and forth. You already know that these giant spiders are pretty, um, they move quite quickly and in and, and quite a jerky motion. And, and as you know, uh, when you first got them on board, they were even sort of tempting fate by grabbing your legs and stuff just tapping them with their feet and and making you feel a bit uncomfortable about this especially after having fought um their queen in this battle to of domination um and so there's there's a few hours of this uh back and forth with the with the uh dwarves there's a, a few of them uh, sorry dwarves the uh dusk elves sorry the um some of them feel pretty uncertain about it. It might take a wee while for all of them to really warm to it. There's a want and a, there's a drive to um, to to go forward with this plan, uh, but it's all. Some of them are just like this is this is actually terrifying. They're, they're pretty <laughs> scary. So um, after a few hours of, of this back and forth and trying to show them what show the dusk elves what you've been working on with these spiders, you call it a day. Um, and you think it's probably best to reintroduce them again tomorrow and probably very regularly until there's some comfort yeah. um, before moving I'll, on to what, whatever else you'd like to have planned with them. I, I think it would be wise to um, give them good berries as well, you know, train the animals with treats. Right, right. Do you, like the, the dusk elves are the ones I, handing I the treats? Give or? the dusk yeah, give the dusk elves dusk berries to feed to the spiders. Mm. Okay. Dusk berries. Dust berries. Yeah, you said dust berries. <laughs> good. good berries. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, definitely like some some of them on that first day. Some of them are just like I'm. I'm not putting my hands anywhere near the the mandibles of these 
um, spiders. A couple of them are a little more braver and are more happy to go about it. And they're like really excited about it when, when they realize um, that there is a, a, a bond already growing so soon between the ones brave enough to hand out the good berries. Um, so it, it's semi-successful. You've got a, maybe a quarter of the um, dusk elves have really stood up um, to join in and, and take part of that feeding. Um, some of the others, are, are, are uh, maybe another half of them, have gotten close enough to sort of uh, bridge three feet between them and one of the uh, a spider. Um, and then there's like a quarter of them, like three of them, that are just like maybe tomorrow. This is this is really off-putting and, and strange. Any dusk elves eaten? <laughs> Luckily, Americans in, in the most patient form, the most patient season, and she accepts their hesitance with mm. with patience and grace. Um, something else that uh, happens, obviously, quite early on in the day, is that the Were Ravens have been sent off as well into all different parts of Barovia. You've got a, a small group that have been sent off to Kretsk just to sort of inform. Uh, Dimitri, what's happening here in Velaki, and to hopefully confirm that there's some sort of um, resistance growing there that may join you, hopefully. Uh, another group has gone to the, the winery to, to call back some of their family, um, bring them away from the winery and, and back into Velaki. Uh, another group has been sent off to uh, the village of Barovia to um, help rouse the group there, try and speed them up and let them know they need to get to Velaki as soon as possible. And the new information that if they don't, there's a chance that Stride will show up and, and wipe everyone out. The stakes have been raised. Uh, the last group of Were Ravens uh, have been sent off to Argenvosthold just to check up on, on the progress with the Revenants to see how, how many have been created so far, how many have been summoned, um, and what the progress is looking like. Um, they've, they've been sent off, uh, and by the end of the first day, uh, there's, there haven't been, none of them have returned yet, but you, ex you expect this process to be a relatively long process. So this is a bit of a look at how we're going to run through day to day what, uh, this training might look like. If there are things that you want your characters to do day to day, uh, now would be a great idea to let me know what they're going to be doing, how often they're going to be doing it. And what the result is, uh, the expected result is going to be after doing it for an X amount of time. So, um, start with you, Morley. What's something during this training period? We don't know at this point how long this training period is going to last, or how many days it's going to take. Um, the only sort of uh, cues or clues that we have to the length of this training is the revenants have told us, look, if you give us two weeks, we can get you an army of 30. Uh, but we also have this unknown timing of when is Stride going to attack. We don't know what size that's going to be, how long it's going to take for him to accrue whatever it is he's doing, and we don't know when that's going to occur. So you may have the two weeks, you may not. So in, in your training time, what would you like Morley to be doing? Um, <clears throat> I'd say there's, there's three things. One is I want to finish off that book that I've been reading. Mm -hmm. It was like a... There was some in, <laughs> insinuation that... Why is that funny? I haven't even begun to detail. <laughs> because without the context of the book, it just sounds like you're reading a novel for fun. Yeah, yeah. Before I die, I'd like to finish this book. Um, yeah. Good. The new Dostoevsky. Really got it. Um, um, what was the book? It was the book that I found in the Amber Temple. It was beneath. Mm. It had a false bottom on the on that chest that was there. 
and yeah. I feel like there was insinuation that there was some wisdom to be gained. Yeah, it's the, the tome of understanding is what uh, Morley's mm. been dipping in and out of over the last few days. Like, if anyone needs to be reading that, it's me, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a self-help book, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, my cheese. Yeah, and, and you've, how many hours have we said that you've sort of put together into that so far? I think we've said you've put about 20... I can't, actually can't remember. Maybe 20 hours of reading into that book I was so reading far. it nights, and it was like, I think... So if, if a long rest is eight hours, then I've read it three nights, I think. Right, right. And probably only... Most of that is sleeping, so... There's been, there's been sort of for this guy, <laughs> not for this guy. No, audio book. Um, so. so yeah, so if you're wanting, if you're <laughs> wanting, to, he's just been putting it on while he's walking. Um, yeah, if if you, you <laughs> if you spend um, a few hours every day over the next uh, four days, uh, we'll make it five over the next five days, um, you'll have completed this book. So if you put in just a couple of hours every day for the next five days, well, I'd put in more than a couple of hours. I want to be. You know, oh, this is one of Morley's yeah. like main focuses. Yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, with the train, so one of the other things that all of you, uh, all of you, are individually doing is like Mirakin was doing today. You're spending time with different armies and helping them grow and helping them um, understand a bit more about how to fight and and any sort of wisdom that you might have. So a lot of your day is taken up um, helping others grow. So, right. yeah. Doesn't sound like Morley, but I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's been down the driving range most days. Yeah. Um, okay. Mm. And, so, read the book. I definitely want to help. Um, there was a portion of my time that I wanted to dedicate to helping Irina with her bowmanship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I, I guess. Well, we did say I was going to be working closest with the Raven folk, but they're, if they're off on, on missions, I guess I won't really be doing that. For this for this first day, they are. So they might free up a little bit of your time on the first day for other, other activities. Yeah. I, I guess I want to um, make some targets. And, you know, my aim has not exactly been what you'd call Robin Hood-like throughout this campaign. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And I'd love to be just practicing, sort of like turning around and whipping out the crossbow and just firing off bolt after bolt to try and get my accuracy up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to spend a little bit of time just working on, on, on your accuracy. Uh, that's cool. Um, we'll say with three days of reading, um, since you're going to be putting a bit more of a priority on that, your book will be done. Um, so on day four, I'll, I'll make a note of that. Uh, okay. I've got a little bit of a note of different days and, and what's going to occur. Uh, Morley finishes his book. <laughs> Jump straight on Goodreads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Um, Baron, what do you what do you think during this training the Baron's going to be focusing on? Well, I want to get some sort of decent swords and bows and arrows for my skeletons, mm-hmm. which I may have up to twelve. Right, right. Okay. Um, and I want them to be out there helping uh, build barricades. They can do that tirelessly really right can, how, do the do the skeletons have a distance from you that they need to be or is it you can just send them off no, anywhere you like? only for me to give them commands I think mm. okay so they need to, obviously so they, they, they need to be able to hear you the, yeah yeah I'd have to go out and see them and like the just make sure they're not yeah <laughs> they're not having an extended <laughs> smoker or something and they can just be building the barricades <sighs> I could build something else. Maybe we want like some giant um, war siege engine or something like that. I don't, mm. I don't know. 
That might take a while to build. That, that might take a little bit more know-how, right? <laughs> yeah, it'll take know-how, it'll take longer to build, um, and will take resources like... and time away from other things. Yeah, okay, all right. And it totally can be done. It's, it's about what? where the priority is, yeah? Yeah, it'd be like a skeleton version of it, so it would be yeah, pretty useless. <laughs> okay. Um, Have you got I might... spells as well that... Uh, huh? Obviously, spells? one of the yeah, like adding spells to your spell book. Yeah, although I think I'm okay. Okay. For the spells, I think, but I would like to talk to Casimir and um, Petrina. Oh yeah. About and suss out what their uh, abilities are, you know, and 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 I heard some of the rest of the party not be not so sure about Petrina, which I thought mm. was a bit rude, but. Uh, I might try and ascertain for myself if she is all on board with killing Strad. Right, right. Well, so if you want, we can absolutely slip that. Do, is that something that, like, day one of training, Baron's like that focused on that, or is that something that just over the next few days you want to? Uh, there's like an end. Like, if you want to suss out Petrina, is that like a a couple of days of observation and, and talking, uh, or is it, are you just hoping to? Like, what are you wanting to get? Well, yeah, I think I'd I'd send my skeletons off to do their things. And I would have a bit of a wizard um, boot camp, maybe. Oh, yeah. have, like, maybe we're sitting in the tent and smoke different (laughs) herbs. That sounds like a boot camp, all right. (laughs) Sit around and get wasted. (laughs) A wizard boot camp. Wizardy, uh, yeah, like magic smoke, colored smoke. Um, right, John's boot camp. Yeah. So you just form like a little wizard circle in a, in the in the fart in the fart hut and uh, yeah. talk about yeah. abilities and. I think the first session, the first the day one session is like reintroducing everybody to each other. There's like uh, you know everything's been going. Everyone forming a circle and <laughs> yeah, yeah. passing Look, this. A lot around. has happened uh-huh. in the last few We're weeks. We're like falling back into each other's arms. Is that what you're thinking? But yeah, yeah. There's like yeah, each to... person has to say three nice persons about the next person in the circle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, you'll stay, start with the obvious stuff, the real basic level stuff, you know, a little bit about yourself and um, <laughs> Casimir yeah. painstakingly details. You already know his past because he's told you about it so much. And, it, uh, and it's involved a sister, and it's a very... Oh, it's, it's, Captain Bringdown over here. <laughs> it's kind, it's kind <laughs> yeah. of awkward a little bit. Uncomfortable. Um, and like, Petrina... Oh, yeah, 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 stoned her to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Petrina um, quickly moves it from Casimir over to you. He, she doesn't want to talk uh-huh. about her quite yet uh, and, and wants to know a bit more about you. Um, oh, she's trying to skip herself. There's, there, there wasn't an agreed turn order, but you, she oh. she clearly <laughs> steered it from running finishing Casimir yeah. and, and moving it over to you, Baron. And, and yeah, it felt a little bit abrupt. Like, Oh, so like I'm not getting any... Um, it feels like you're not being open with me, Petrina. <laughs> I'm not like sharing uh, your feelings. Detect- <laughs> she, 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 Detecting yeah. a bit of evasiveness, Petrina. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> Uh, I just want to know a little bit more about you first, uh, Brian. Well, I'm an open book. I, I just uh, let her know how um, vacant I am and vapid. <laughs> 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 and uh, just, yeah, everybody knows this. Yeah. 
Uh, do, do you detail any of your pre-Barovia uh, life to her and some of your... My baggage. <laughs> yeah, your escapades. Yeah. Well, I tell her about how uh, I used to hang out at a cafe quite a lot and uh, read books. <laughs> oh, she'll be on the edge of her seat, won't she? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I used tell to me hang more. out at the graveyard. <sighs> Everything... Extra. Every little minute little detail that you tell her, she's clearly interested in. She, she's like loving all of these little details. Oh, she's into you, bro. <laughs> this shit is boring, and she would not be into it unless she was into you. Um, can you give me an insight roll? Insights. Yeah. Insight. Yes. I've got a plus zero on that. Nice. That's a bit shit. Oh, what? There's no rolling. What? Hold on, I'll just roll on this thing. The um, Beyond 20 thing's not showing up. Uh, so there's right, a right. D20. A one. A one? <laughs> a one. <laughs> All right. Um, one classic uh, insight. Lettuce he's been smoking. With the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> through the haze inside the uh, hut. Um, you, you note Petrina's interest in everything you're saying, and you just there's a little thought at the back of your head, which is, I think she might be into me. Like you, It's like, holy shit. She might. This is, and whether the Baron likes that or not is a different. That's up to you to decide. I'm not going to decide. Yeah, that it might be the. Yeah, I'm um, confused because I rolled a one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and she just keeps asking more questions about your childhood. Um, and and after <sighs> after a wee while, you sort of wrap up the session and you all leave the hut to go on with the other little bits and pieces that you're helping about uh, in Valaki. Mm-hmm. But you realize, like maybe an hour later, that. Wait a second, like, Petrina didn't say anything about her past. She, she managed to completely avoid saying anything and put all of the focus on you. Um, so maybe maybe the next session uh, will be for... It'll be a session, all right. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, cool. Um, Mirican, Mirican, what's... what's how's Mirican's... Obviously, we've got the... In day one, we've obviously got this nice interaction between the spiders and the, and the dusk elves. Uh, but moving forward over the training, uh, possibly weeks, what what is Mirican's focus going to be on? Other than obviously the dusk elves, but you're welcome to detail that as well. Um, gee, well, as she always is changing seasons, it varies on day to day the tw- type of attitude she brings to the table. Um, I like to think, though, that each day she sits down next to the um, preserved bodies of Ismark and Savid and talks to them. Uh, about what's happening, speaks to them as if they were still there with hope in her heart that maybe maybe a miracle will occur and they'll be able to come back in some form. But nice. um, on summer days, she, she speaks with anger and aggression about how she wishes to rip Strahd's throat out, pluck out his eyeballs and throw his body into the grasping thorns. Um, and on winter days, she speaks with bitterness and fear in her heart. Uh, on spring days, there's almost a touch of whimsy as if it's all just a dream. And on autumn days, there's a bit more acceptance, and she speaks with great love of her companions, seeing them work hard, seeing all the progress everyone's making. She's very proud. Mm. And she uh, she uh, looks on her dead friends with great compassion and wishes in her heart to bring them back. Mm. Um 
if you don't already have inspiration, I want to give you inspiration for that because that was that was awesome. I love that. That's something that you're building oh, into your into every day of Americans' life during this training. I think that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, it, and put the rest of us to shame. Or we do mauling or yeah. we put, put a bit of and, or smoke some grass. I got, got wasted in a no, 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 hut. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is also good. Um, I also think it would be prudent to cast divination once a day and mm. ask the spirits uh, whether Strad will attack us tomorrow. Oh, um, that's because good. Because there's always that, that fear for um, us. Our unpredictable, mm. yeah, fate. The first, the first, so, and that costs you every time. Is that right? Yeah, it does require an offering of twenty-five gold pieces right. worth of stuff. You guys have got like um, hundreds of gold pieces, right? We can just pillage the yeah, village. Bill <laughs> <laughs> Bill puts a collection plate around the church. Oh yeah, uh, it's all it's all going it's all going to the morning lord. I think bad idea. Um, you actually you actually don't on that first day you don't make enough, so you'll have to utilize some of your own. There's there's um, first of all there's not a lot of people in the church at this on this first day, um, and uh, they've also don't have a lot of money. So it's just money is not something that the people of Barovia have a lot of. Um, but by following days, they start bringing things that they own to you instead of literal currency in the hopes that the worth of those items is enough to, to help. By the third or fourth day, you're no longer dipping into your, your own um, coffers to, to pay for the, for, um, the divination. Um, on the first day of divination, you sit down and you... Uh, do you want to detail what it is you do? Um, I'll do it in the church where it's safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll burn some incense and get out the crystal ball. Hoping I don't offend the Morning Lord with this, but I'm not calling on him. I'm yeah. calling on Sehanin Moonbow, and I think the Dusk Owls would be very interested to see this as well, since it's their god. There's like a couple um, that are really, really interested, especially the one that dreams like previously had visions given to him. He's very interested in being a part of this, and he even offers up. Um, he mentions that you know they didn't they didn't um, uh, give them much, but he managed managed to uh, take a few things with him as they left the camp and he hopes that they're of some worth and he hands you some small trinkets um that mean seem to mean a lot to him right right okay well we offer them up together and and beseech sehanin moonbo to reach out to us i've put the um spell in the chat so we ask a single question concerning a specific goal event or activity to occur within seven days the gm offers a truthful reply in the form of a short phrase, a cryptic rhyme, or an omen. So um, we're going to ask wh- whether Strad will attack us tomorrow with or in the next 24 hours. What do you guys think? The phrasing is probably pretty important, right? Do you think that's the best question to ask? I'm trying to not good. cheap out, but I am trying to cheap out. It's the next seven days, right? So you can ask yeah, for a specific but, yeah, activity to occur within the next seven days. But, but if we ask for, like, oh, will they attack us within the next week, that's like, well, that's not very helpful, is it, right? Mm, Wouldn't it be better to cast true. it every day? Would you, well, you could do a seven-day forecast, and then if it says yes, <laughs> and then you go, okay, would it be tomorrow? Or, like, you know, or would it be? Would it be the next <laughs> Narrowing three it days? down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we know. could do that. We could do that. We could start with uh, uh, the the next 
seven days and then winnow it down. Can you only do it once per day? So you can cast it multiple times, but if you cast it two or more times before your next long rest, it starts getting less accurate, basically. So I'll just put this. Mm. Basically, the GM makes a roll, and it starts getting more and more uh, possible that you won't get a truthful result. Mm. I think if it says, uh, if you do it to see over the next week, and it says, yes, you will be attacked, then we definitely need to say, we'll be attacked. Will we be attacked in the next twenty four hours? Or and then yeah. if it says yes, but that yes, second reading is unknown. It's unknown. It, 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 well, I mean, it, there's a chance it'll be incorrect ah, for the second yeah, reading. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, second, a twenty five percent chance it'll be false. But I think that's still a good strategy. Maybe. I think your plan yeah. is better, Joe. Just cast it every day, knowing yeah. that it's fully truthful. Okay, well, we'll just do that then. And then you could, if they do say yes, you could say yeah, they're going to attack from the north. Or, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe get <laughs> yeah. a non-truthful response. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A 25% chance 25% that it chance. goes. I'd, yes, I would literally it just roll come a, from the north. <laughs> I'd roll a D4. If I rolled a one and you won't know what I roll, I will tell a lie. Yeah, yeah. scary. So the question. Yes, do, what do we say? Shall we say, will Strahd and his forces attack us uh, within the next 24 hours? Is that sort of the, the key question? Perfect. Yeah. Okay, we say that. Okay. Um, the day one, yes, absolutely. <laughs> You're fucked. <laughs> the, the response that you get back um, mentions um, troubles heading towards Velaki tomorrow. Um, while it won't be Strad, uh, the undead um, move forward. Oh, <laughs> well. Do you want to, Bill? Do you want to message Strad and just see if the offer's still good to leave <laughs> forever? Mm. There's a range on message, unfortunately. Well, we we know um, Strad. Strad revealed some of his hand to us. He's described where his forces are, and they may be moving on us. Mm. Yeah, Mirica, so we have an idea of the direction. You're instantly reminded of um, Strad's wording about having zombies in the lakes, uh, in the lake, and uh, vampires in the woods. The problem is, there's so many woods. Yeah, woods are there. everywhere. Mm-hmm. We're surrounded by woods, so hmm. and thus yeah. surrounded by vampires <laughs> and zombies. Yeah, there's like every tree has a few vampires in it. <laughs> every tree is we a vampire. What? Oh no! <laughs> what? Well, it's like that Golfius stuff. It's like it was a vampire tree, wasn't it? What? Sure. Why not? <laughs> kind of something like something along those lines. Very similar. It's been yeah. a long time. Uh, Golfius tree, vampire or a leech? Some, mm. Something that sucks blood. Mm. Um, anyway, American. We must prepare. Is there anything we are going that, to be sieged? Is there anything that you're going to be focusing on for yourself for for American? Um, well, I do have some spells that could help us in a siege situation. So I I would prepare those for if we are to do battle with the undead and try to protect the the city tomorrow. Um, We have to be prepared. Mm. Um, But yeah, I'd be just talking to everyone. And I want to know what Bill's got, because if we're going to be attacked by undead, this is definitely his domain with all of his, like, the holy stuff he's been focusing on, so mm. I don't want to miss what Bill's doing. Mm. Uh, well, let's move on. And Irina, the... weren't we going to train her as a paladin? Is that what the agreement Paladins was? are so annoying, though, aren't they? Are they? <laughs> not, not this one. She's, she's great. <laughs> she's chill. Yeah, she's cool. Oh, okay. She's cool, man. Yeah. 
Women can be paladins too, Brian. <laughs> yeah, maybe you've only just met the, the only, male ones and they're the worst. I've only experienced one paladin and, and I agree. Uh, okay. <laughs> but let's move on to uh, um, Bill. Bill, what's happening with um, Bill during this uh, training? Um, so you scenario? said that most of the followers aren't at the church yet? Day one. Day one. There's the um, there's a there's a small congregation that is um, sort of working under the abbot and uh, Father Lucian, um, but there's a lot of uncertainty about whether people feel that they have the ability to to do uh, wonders and connect with the Morning Lord in such mystical and magical ways. Um, so, with this small congregation, I'll uh, address them and say. Well, uh, thank you all for coming here. Um, I can sense there's trepidation, and in the conversations I've had this morning, people seem to be concerned that they may not even be able to connect with the Morning Lord. Um, I've come here to share my experience with you, which is that I'm not even of these lands, and the Morning Lord reached out to me in my time of need and really has helped shape um the role I play here and how uh, how much I care for, for all of you here in Barovia. Um, and I will say that you you can have him in your heart and he will respond. And there are no two better people than these two behind me gesturing to um, Lucian and the abbot uh, to lead you through that journey. Give me a um, either just a flat charisma role or a uh, persuasion role. Oh, I'm definitely going persuasion. Cool. <laughs> oh, sorry, take the first one. Yeah, cool. Uh, Twenty, so ten plus fourteen, twenty-four. Nice. You get a. Um, <laughs> there's the whole room, the whole church goes quiet before uh, claps slowly start building up, and everyone's like um, shouting to, out towards the morning Lord, um, and and there seems to be this. Uh, um, uh, f- like building up a furor, bu- not a furor, <laughs> not like but a furor. A f- a Hail Bill! <laughs> I'm Bill. <laughs> Bill. Fuck you up, Bill. <laughs> uh, building up, and um, they're like turning <laughs> further. There we go. Building up, yeah. and they're nudging each other, and they're getting very excited. And oh, the the end of the morning, uh, end of the day's congregation. Um, you hear a lot of them leaving, very excited about tomorrow and how they're going to talk to their friends about joining in uh, the, for the ones that may not be strong enough to help out on the front line with with weaponry. Maybe uh, not able to help out with building up some of these barracks, but they might have the the minds, not the bodies, to really take on this um, uh, the clerical side of things. So I just imagine Father Lucian after that speech kind of steps down with a swagger in his step and says, uh, thank you, Brother Bill. Can I get an amen? <laughs> it's canon. That happens. That absolutely happens. Um, the, the one thing throughout this training, though, uh, it doesn't click with everyone. There are people who come and go. They, they, they join in. They don't. Uh, maybe they just don't believe enough. They don't. They don't get that feeling, or maybe they're just not um, chosen by the Morning Lord to to help. 
Um, and so you see a lot of people coming and going, and then later on in the week you might see them working on the barracks or practicing with pikes and swords instead. So you get a lot of people in the church and out of the church in that time. Um, but throughout that time, there are like a select few of people who are really just getting it. And they are more than happy to start talking to you and the abbot and Father Lucian, not just on different um, techniques that they can utilize and spells that they can learn, but they want to know more about the Morning Lord. They want to they want to embody the Morning Lord. They want to they start fashioning little trinkets to um, to wear on them as well that symbolize the Morning Lord. And you're starting to over that time build up this this quite um, fervent crew of, of clerics. Uh, is there anything that uh, else for Bill over the over the yeah. period? There's a few more things actually. Cool, cool. Um, so I sent you. You asked us last time for some cantrips and spells. Oh yeah, yeah. So I've just I've just pinged you on Discord those. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, um, do you want to take Do you want to take us through them? Ah, uh, yeah, yes, sure. Please. Uh, so cantrips. Um, so we had like a few few cleric cantrips and a few cleric spells. So cantrips, um, guidance, which is a a small buff to a check of some kind. I think mm-hmm. it's I think it can apply to attack or skill checks okay. off the top of my head. Um, there's resistance, which is uh, gives a willing creature resistance to a type of damage. So I think you have to specify like bludgeoning, slashing, or whatever. Mm. Um, and spare the dying, which I thought was cool flavor-wise. Um, so if somebody is um, how does that work again? It's not. So I think I it's if they are on zero health, spare the dying um, mm. stabilizes them. Oh, it doesn't okay. like bring them back or anything, but it means that they're not doing death rolls. Oh, right, right. No effect on undead or constructs. You touch oh, living no, creatures that has zero. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not a coup de grace. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's yeah, not stab yeah. the dying with the spear. Okay, it's. Um, and they need to be able to touch them as well, so they'll have to run out into yeah. the field and touch them to stabilize. Yeah, I imagine risky, they're, they're like combat medics, yeah, kind of like helping out, making okay. people, hopefully protecting people where they can with resistance and stuff. And yeah, perfect. Guidance and whatnot. Um, and then they've got a few first level spells as well. Um, okay. So the first one is protection from evil and good, which gives the... Um, the target resistance to um, a bunch of stuff if it's an evil or good being. Like um, fiends and undead and Yeah, fiends and undead and things fit into that. Pick. Um so they'll probably be picking undead a lot of the time unless mm-hmm. there's a bunch of demons. Uh cure wounds, just the classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and turn undead. Now it's it's actually a cleric uh feature, like mm-hmm. it's their channel divinity. But I thought it fit. It was like the thing that fit the best flavor-wise. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. I'll Turn allow. undead. That so great. that makes them run away, or they they become undead. Hopefully, is that what it is, <laughs> no, Bill? It makes them it makes them run away. Right. Oh, and is that way very good? What is the? How does it work? Is it just automatically work, or what's the deal? I think there's a save for it. Ah, right, right. Um, well, you could put a save on if it's. Yeah. Yeah. Much. Let's just have a quick look at it, if I can find it quickly. Uh, Channel divinity, turn undead. Uh, As an action, you present your holy symbol, speak a prayer. Uh, Any undead that sees you within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw. Okay, cool. And it's turned for a minute. 
Uh, a minute is a yeah, long think, is time just, when, you're, when you're doing it turn by turn, but a minute when you're when you're not really dealing in turns is is not that long of a turn. But it can it can help, mm. absolutely can help. Yeah, I imagine they'd use it if there's like maybe the odds are against one of the frontline fighters or something, mm. and they're just trying to like get rid of one to help them out for a while. Um, yeah, yeah. Try to use it tactically because I can't imagine if they're going to have like a million spell slots either. So, right, right. That's yeah, that's true. Um, I'm just having a quick look. Uh, and I think it's only one. Oh yeah. Oh no, it's each undead it's that can each that can hear you. See. So, placing these clerics in certain areas will be very important, I guess. Yeah, let's spread um, them out. We we mm. we also need to like educate the townsfolk on everything we've learned about the undead as well. Yeah, um, that's that's absolutely a given. There there will be parts of all of this training where as much knowledge as you have is um, seminars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nightly yeah. seminars about the different uh, undead that you know of and their weaknesses and yeah. everything that you know about them and how yeah. to fight them. You can them. each take a class. Yeah, now this sucker here, <laughs> you want to hit these ones twice in the knees. <laughs> American, you can um, do one about your spiders and call it a webinar. <laughs> Sorry. Great. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. They're all awfully punny, just to keep people engaged. You know? <laughs> yeah, people love yeah. fun. I imagine Baron's like got one of his skeletons there, and he's like pointing at it with a wand, like, and here you'll see the rib cage, <laughs> yeah. like a xylophone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like trying to point out, don't kill these skeletons, but there may be yeah. other skeletons. Yeah, yeah we'll not get a uniform for Baron's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll do it like on Pokemon. Like they all get a bandana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? We'll see, what name embroidered on it. <laughs> I like, actually, I like that. That's pretty good. Um, um, oh, sorry. What sorry, else? And the good? other. Um, uh, so the other thing that I was gonna do is go up to the barracks and just just inspect their crafts. Uh, just <laughs> just make sure that they're doing an all right <laughs> job. And I think I come across. So I'm walking the wall one day. And I come across them putting in spikes, okay, and, yeah. and and the spike they're, they're hammering the a flat bit in with the spike, and then they start sharpening it. And I'm like, start sharpening the open end, and I'm like, that's how they get them in without making them <laughs> blunt. Genius! I like start writing this down. Oh, they make them afterwards? pointy afterwards. I don't, I don't oh, know. Brilliant. I'm just making it. Oh, what a master No, it does make sense. Yeah. No, that's good. I was like, how, how did they do that? <laughs> um, and I'm also stopping by sort of the the ones who have given up on learning the ways of the clergy. I'm going to stop in with them as well, give them some give them some combat tips. I imagine Morley's probably near there somewhere, um, acting as master at arms and also shooting targets. Um, but at each of these places, importantly, mm. I'm practicing new material. <laughs> And it's, and it's a bit and it's a bit rough. Getting your fast five so, but, sorted. But they're all but they're all captive, right? Like they can't really go anywhere. They have okay. to listen. And I'm just kind of listening and getting feedback and being like, okay, okay, I'll come back tomorrow with something slightly different. The, pro the problem is or jokes. The, <laughs> the problem is is you're so charismatic that <laughs> you're not really sure what is and isn't working because they're loving every bit of it. Oh. Even when you even like when you stop. And you just talk to someone one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. They just love, they're loving it like it's part of you doing <laughs> yeah. your thing. All right. That's, so, so the feedback I'm getting is like, 
That was the best thing I've ever heard every day. Every, every day from everybody. That is that feels <laughs> great. That is <laughs> in a way it's the curse. Uh, yeah. Of being so attractive that you never receive critical feedback. Paul McCartney yeah. said something quite similar to that. Did he? he yeah, he said at the at the height of the of Beatlemania. He said they couldn't hear themselves play, so they didn't know if they were getting any better or not, or they couldn't hear each other. They just they didn't know if they were doing a shit job or not because everyone was just drowning out the music. <laughs> is it yeah, is it like Philmania like and <laughs> Barovia? Yeah, yeah. People just fainting. And I think there's screaming. a little bit of a little bit of that going on. There are some people who keep showing up at the church. Um, that are clearly not getting any better with the clerical stuff that are just there to see Bill and they're following him is around. Is there like a Bill fan club and is there like uh, people have made buttons and shirts and stuff like that with Bill's face on? Yeah, and there's, there's even that awkward moment where like Bill will be walking across a field and someone will throw their shirt over like a muddy puddle to make sure <laughs> Bill doesn't have to like stand directly in Whoa. the puddle. I quite um, like that. There's a lot I find, of. I don't think that's awkward at all. There's a lot of adoration <laughs> for Bill from men, from women. Uh, it's it's all over the place. Um, there's a lot of adoration. Um, don't get me wrong. Greg has me, got a pen. <laughs> don't get me a wrong. The pen. rest of you have fans too. Like you guys are heroes. <laughs> you guys are leading this thing. It's uh, no. all very much heroes. But it's just it's definitely weighted in Bill's favor here for sure. So like the the seminars that we're doing at night, my one is just like. <laughs> like we've had to get extra space. Yeah. We're actually doing it in the, t- the town square instead yeah. of in the pub. Yeah, the first Move couple to of that nights. Arena, kind of thing. <laughs> and you can't hear Bill speaking. It's just <laughs> screaming. First meanwhile in a scout hall down the road, Morley's got an empty sailing course. We don't understand it. <laughs> You've got what? like the the Blue Water Inn is like packed from day one. People standing up on like the mezzanine floor, looking down as well. Um, and yeah. it's like them playing at the the cave. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've just had word from management that that mezzanine won't support that many people. Oh. So you, some of you are gonna have to come down, <laughs> lest it lest it actually crack. Thank you. <laughs> Six sixty. Um, um, and then the last thing that I want to do. Oh, okay. Is, Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. As I see, uh, as I see Baron and Katrina one time talking. And I just kind of, um, I just whisper some words of advice to Baron. I just say, interested is interesting, Baron. Interested <laughs> is interesting. Interested is interesting. I don't understand. I don't get it. But I've, I roll another one. <laughs> I, interested is interesting. No, there's separate words. <laughs> I just face he, he thinks you're trying to correct your grammar, like. <laughs> yeah. From now on, he's going around. Better with words than this. Baron's cor- going around telling people how interested they are from here on in now. <laughs> oh, you're very interested. Yeah, every time I see Petrina, I'm kind of like, hmm, hmm. Looking distrustfully her way, trying to analyze her actions. I don't mm. trust her. Well, let's let's. Uh, is there anything else from the group? I think we've covered everything. The um, a sort of a bit of a lay of the land for the uh, the other people uh, in the wider group. Um, Irina is obviously really uh, darting between um, the church for some of the more uh, clerical focused stuff, some of the more uh, yeah, healy kind of side of things spiritual stuff and then disappearing out into 
a uh, training with with swords and bows uh, and stuff as well. So she's trying to get like a widespread to be as helpful as possible. Every time she walks out of that church, she feels the unease of uh, leaving the safety of the um, the bones. The bones. I'd like to think Morley's always kind of... He wants to know where she is. And not got it. So like a controlling boy. Yeah. <laughs> where, were you? where were you, Irina? <laughs> where were you? Oh, yeah. Whatever. You're it. not even hot. Sorry. <laughs> he wants to know that she's that she's safe. Yeah, know, yeah. We we'll always know. have someone with her. Like go to the church to kind sure of pick her up and dead. take her to the. Archery she understands. Range. She understands, but she she wishes there was an alternate option here. Something oh, we all love, but we've yeah. got to live in reality. Yeah. Well, I thought uh, nobody wants to make that exoskeleton out of the bones for her, right? <laughs> uh, Ask her if she wants Say it. what? We're going to turn into wanna, a warrior yeah. mech made of holy bones. Yeah, like right. it's an endoskeleton becoming an exoskeleton <laughs> on this outside of her, you know, like right. armor made out of the bones of St. Andrew. Is it Andrew? <laughs> Is it a so when... Yeah. It's not impossible, I don't think. When the bones were removed uh, previously and then put back into their uh, storage underneath the church, uh, Father Lucian did have to um, do some sort of spell. Oh, reconsecrate. To, them, yeah, right? yeah. Why don't we right. like make her a tasteful necklace uh, mm. out of the bones, if possible? Mm. Mm. I was possible. thinking a full body suit. Possible. Um, <laughs> look shit. It's going to look like she's. It's like some bodgy costume job that your mum's done when she didn't really it. know that school costume day was today and she's just rushed something the night before. <laughs> she's got Which an angel's to skull on top of her head. And... <laughs> you backwards. I imagine you would, you would forge it into armor, right? You'd like attach it to mm. armor, like the yep. rib cage wrapped around a breastplate. Kind of style. Mm, it would yeah. look. It could look fucking badass. I mean, that's yes. it could, thank you. Thank you. Could possibly maybe maybe there's over over the first week there is like the conversations with Lucian about what I know you don't want us talking about these bones, but what can we <laughs> what can we do with them? Obviously, the bones aren't going to save all of Velaki if Strad comes through here. So maybe it's time we utilize these for something else. And there's some. There's like a really a real uncertainty from Lucian from from this in the first few days, but I think he starts coming around with the idea of experimenting with their usage. Uh, Can we, we li- grind them into a powder and then <laughs> snort them? Make bread. <laughs> <laughs> snort them. <laughs> Let's do the most useless sacrilegious thing possible. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Petrina um, and and Casimir are doing uh, a lot of their own training as well as with, with the, in the Wizard Hut. There's a lot of joining Baron for the Wizard Hut as well as a lot of looking through spells and sort of taking a look at Baron's spell book as well and seeing if there's means for them to grow stronger. Petrina um, has an interest in your spell book because uh, uh, you've got a, you've got a couple of books with you, right? Well, no, no, maybe yeah. maybe. Um, yeah, she's obviously got a big interest in your spell book, and even though you know her spell book is leagues ahead of yours, is in, fi- in fact, the times that you have looked at it, I'll um, admit it, you're you're almost a hundred percent certain she is a much more powerful wizard than you. But she's never had the chance to show you. She hasn't. She hasn't shown you the abilities yet. Um, yeah. So there's definitely. Unless she's got like a ninth level spell. 
She does. I believe she does. Which, I'm not sure what level that would make her, but that would make her a very, very high level spell. Like fucking level 20 or something crazy. Um, is, the, is the Lich here as well? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Um, I will say that she's not a 20th level spellcaster, but mm-hmm. to have a 9th level spell, she's got to be pretty damn close to that. Yeah, it's, it's way up there. Like 17 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, like 18. Stop me when I'm close. <laughs> then, um, and who else have we got? We've got Van Richten and we've got... Uh, Esmeralda. What do, you mean, what do you mean we've got Van Richten? What do you mean by that? As in, we've collected. It's like Pokemon. He's part of your like wider group now. <laughs> you've, uh, you've, is he? You've talked to him about what happened at uh, the um, the camp, the Vistani camp. He really, really wanted the proof. It's like you met behind, uh, like in the stables uh, behind the uh, Blue Water Inn. He's like secretly he takes off his hat. He's like shows to him to be Van Richten again, and he's he's wanting to know where's the proof that um, the uh, what was his name Aragel, not Aragel, the other guy, Lavash. Lavash. Lavash yeah. has been has been taken care of. He's been well, taken fucking care of, all right. You call him, you'll it'll be ringing off every time <laughs> because he ain't picking up. You want to snort some bones? We got some right here. <laughs> we got some ashes for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, can I get yeah. a, a persuasion roll from you, Morley? <laughs> Absolutely. I only, and I only picked you because you were the most vocal right now. That's purely the only reason. Uh, that's a 17 plus 6 for 23. Okay, you paint like Ooh. an amazing picture of of the events that went down. Uh, Didn't know you could paint. At the Vistani camp. <laughs> um, obviously, the, the Dusk Elves being here with you in Velaki sort of help that. A yeah. story. Go on. Ask one of them. Ask one of them. That guy was in the hut. He's seen him. Oh, yeah, there was one. And these, he, having recalled like what happened, kind of goes a little green. He's just like, I've never just seen Just like him. the light that came out of Dan's gob. <laughs> He's like, I've, he never, was... I've never seen anything like it. It was terrifying. I haven't what? quite trusted being near that wizard ever since. It's just like the absolute fear from the, the power. And and Van Richten is, is um, swayed on the story. He absolutely believes it. Um, and yeah, you can't. He's he didn't. The, the dusk elf isn't exactly going to be able to act turning green. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty persuasive. Yeah. What's his natural tinge? Kind of dusky, <laughs> dusky. just dusky. <laughs> yeah, okay, grayish. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a grayish color. Um, uh, who else we got? Esmeralda, but it's really strange. Esmeralda and Van Richten they, they meet up every night at the Blue Water Room to sort of talk. And, and uh, try and repair some of the damage to their, their friendship. Um, but it never seems to stick. They always uh, finish each of their interactions in this argument about the past. Uh, and they go off in their separate ways. And um, you don't see a lot of Esmeralda throughout the days. She seems to be focusing on her own um, training. She dares go out of the walls and comes back with uh, kills of dire wolves and, and sort of things just to try and keep herself practiced match um, fit what was that just to keep yourself match fit oh match fit I, I, yeah. I, what's that yeah what's I'm, match oh, for <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that's probably it as far as all of your crew and their whereabouts um, and um Greg 
Oh, okay. So yes, Greg is nah, probably. Yeah. Greg is probably. Look, it's important. It is important. Greg it? has ever since the new burgomaster was announced. There's been uh, the city guard have come back together. You may remember there was only a few of them sort of um, bothering with the job when no one was in charge. Now that the burgomaster has been named, a lot of them have come back in. Uh, there's been some swapping as well. Ones that kind of gave up got kicked off to the side, and new new people have been recruited in. Um, and there's been a group of eight or nine that have been uh, going out on just little voyages just uh, maybe a few hundred meters outside of the walls just to check for people and they've come back each time safely um, and this is where we're going to wrap up day one day one is over we're not going to spend every day going through details as we have as that's why i've tried to cover what you'd be doing over the extended period um, but with day two the dawning of day two, the same group of guards that has been popping out uh, looking for um, people that may have strayed out, trying to make sure that everybody is accounted for, uh, head off in the morning north towards the lake. There was, there's been rumours that there was maybe a family that had still been out near the lake um, that hadn't come back in yet. And so a group of them head off. Now, each of you are going to sort of take control of uh, a guard and one of their buddies. So there's going to be eight, uh, eight guards heading out this morning. So Jeez. let me uh, drop you off at uh, Lake Zerovich. Zerovich? Does one of us get to be Greg? One of you does get to be Greg. Um, <laughs> if, if there's a volunteer for that, you can absolutely volunteer yourself. I, th otherwise I think we should roll for Greg. Roll for Greg. <laughs> Roll for Greg. So, otherwise, I roll a d4, and uh, one will be Merrick, and two will be Baron, three will be Molly, and four will be Bill. Uh, unless we have a volunteer. All right, we are rolling. Oh, we've got to roll. I've rolled a two, so the Baron gets to control Greg. It was a close one. <laughs> okay. It was a three. I withdraw my long sword and shove it. Um. The, the guards, uh, I've color-coded them just so you can sort of see uh, who you're going to be controlling. So, uh, let's say, American, you can control the red guards. Uh, Morley, you can control the green guards. Baron, the blue guards. And Bill, the uh, orange guards. So, feel free to take the persona of one guard and uh, they, it can issue orders to the buddy. Or, if you don't want to put on voices, if you don't want to like role-play these guards, that's also okay. You can just tell me what it is that you're wanting to do. But these guards... Uh, have sent out to this lake uh, in search of any that may have still been loitering out here. Maybe it was fishing, maybe it was out on the boats. And as they make their way out to this lake, um, they are met uh, just with the sight of this sort of fog sitting on top of the lake. Um, there are the sounds of um, birds and insects uh, around the lake and just the gentle lapping of the water on the, on the edge of the lake. Off way off in the distance behind the lake, emerging out of the fog is this uh, forested mountain. Uh, and um, there's these these uh, guards, know, have, they all know about the story of um, this mad, uh, the wizard that fought Strahd and went crazy, was supposedly in those mountains off behind there. Um, and they, they start just investigating um, the whereabouts of anybody... In, in this lake. I can move it over to Greg, who might be leading this group, being the longest running guard in Velaki for quite some time. All right. 
So he talks. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, That's so Greg. That's so Greg. Buddies. Uh, we've got the buddy system going on <laughs> currently. <laughs> and so if you get lost in the fog, make sure to hold your buddy's hand just in case. <clears throat> and we'll all meet back here. Now. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> They all just talk like Greg. This is great. All right, Hi, Greg. Boss. You're my hero, Greg. <laughs> it's nice to be holding your hand. But it's not foggy yet, so maybe if it gets foggy. Now, should we call out or prod about in the sand looking for people? Oh, we, we don't know, Greg. What, what would you suggest there? I'm not much of a beach gore myself. I, I come down here sometimes... <laughs> the fish. Oh, and, uh, I'm not aware of that. <laughs> she go come with me sometime. Now I'd love to. <laughs> Can I come? Of course. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh. Or the merrier. <laughs> That's all. We might even catch something. Is this gonna you thought it would? Oh, this is about <laughs> what I was hoping for, to be honest. <laughs> oh no, getting distracted. Watch out for Ron Dead now. They might be around here anywhere. We have oh, that seen that warning. Oh no! Oh no! It's just a tree. Where about <laughs> that, Greg? Get your swords ready. If you do see any skeletons or zombies, tell me. We'll uh, have a discussion about it, and possibly we'll do something about it. Right. But so a little, <laughs> little bit of backstory about all of the uh, the guards that you are playing as at the moment. You're oh, all equipped okay. with a, a, a long pike. You've all sort of okay. gone out. In case there's wolves uh, wolves that attack, you've each killed multiple wolves before. That's part and parcel of living in Valaki. Um, so you've got a bit of that experience uh, with taking down um, wolves of all different sizes, right? Mm. Um, maybe a few of you have come down, like Greg said, to, to do some fishing in the past. Um, the last thing that you really know that went down here was this horrible, this, uh, this horrific story of Bluto, the beloved town drunkard trying to like the the realization that he was like dropping kids into this lake and and murdering them is just a horrific thing that he'd be he'd be doing and something that you can't believe um could happen here in (laughs) the happiest of places well yeah uncharacteristic yeah um so we would have probably been warned by the adventuring party that um, the divination has shown that there may be some undead forces coming towards the town, yeah? Correct, yeah, yeah. I believe. This is why... So we'll be why on high been, alert, right? That's why there's this urgency of um, making sure that there's no one out here. You guys are the brave ones to, to venture out, make sure everyone is is away from this lake and back back within the Valachian walls. Hmm. We're evacuating the area. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So on on the lakefront, um, the only thing, now that you're standing there, here again, the fog sort of resting on the surface of the lake, it's still quite early morning at this moment, uh, you've got a few um, boats off to the left uh, that belong to, it's kind of just like uh, uh, anyone can use them, socialist boats. They're for anyone. They're free to use. Um, (laughs) Socialism. (laughs) Just for the boats. Just for the boats. I'm a boat. Oh, yeah. so put boy me bootstrap and get me own boat. I worked hard to buy me boat. I did. We don't want anyone else using it for free. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, Greg. I bottom feeders. Uh, but Greg, can you give me an investigation roll? Right. Uh, I just roll a twenty. Yeah. Oh, if you you should have uh, in your uh, roll twenty journal, you should have a guard. Um, oh nope. Oh, you don't gate guard. Oh. Yeah, gate guard. Just under player characters, or uh, we don't right. have a stat block. Uh, oh, it's under, under monsters. monsters, right at the bottom. Oh my oh. god, my character's a monster. <laughs> you guys, oh, you don't have the stat. <laughs> what do they do? Okay. No, that's right. Oh, that's I thought, so I, right. I th- <laughs> he is a monster. Greg is a monster. <laughs> I thought that you guys might have. <laughs> there is <laughs> cannon. Greg is a monster. Kill him the minute he gets back. We chop his fucking head off. All right, I'll give you the. Uh, what are we going to do? We're doing uh, investigation. So we've what is that? That's wisdom. It's wisdom, right? Or intelligence? It's a plus zero. So just give me investigations, a intelligence. Yeah, yeah. So give me a, uh, just a d twenty. Each of us minus five. Oh yeah. Why don't each of you um, give me and, and sort of explain where you and your buddy are, are heading to investigate? I will. Greg will head up towards just straight ahead to the lake shore and then look left and right. Careful not to get and wet did feet. You roll? I got a, uh, I got a five. Okay. Right. What's my, what's my character's name? Well, you can absolutely name. Them. You can name your character for sure. I don't know if I'll be able to come up with something as creative as Greg. <laughs> <laughs> what about Craig? Craig. What? You, you know how Americans Craig? say Craig is Craig. It could be Greg and Craig. <laughs> yeah. I'll call him Craig. Craig Craig and his buddy rolled an 18 and they're going to head off to the west. All right. You should now have the ability to move your, uh, each of your tokens as well as bringing up their character sheet. You should be able to do that now. Um, Hello there. Hello there. I got to try and and remember which color everyone was now. I didn't think that. I'm pointing out like sticks and rocks and I'm like, don't worry. That's not an undead. That's just a rock. And that's just a stick. I'm very acutely aware of whether things are rocks or not. Yeah, yeah. Which, Wait, which, direction, skull. which direction have you gone off into, Johanna? West. You've gone west. Um, yeah, yeah. Please yeah. address west. me by my correct name. Craig. <laughs> what Craig, is Craig? Craig, sorry. Craig? Craig. Craig. Uh, Craig. I thought, it was, oh, I thought it was Craig. Oh, that's it's even Greg, better. Craig, Craig, Craig. It's Shrek. Oh, no, my, t- my buddies are Shrek. Craig and Craig. <laughs> Oh, Craig and That's Craig. why they hang okay. out so much. That's why oh, they're Craig and Craig, they always say they're inseparable. They like Craig heard that the other one's name was Craig and was just like, that's so close to my own name. We're thick as thieves we are, we are aren't we? Oh, it's Greg's <laughs> authentic voice, like a dagger through my heart. <laughs> uh, yeah, you head off to the west and, and you're doing like, Craig is poking things with the pike, little rocks and sticks and stuff. And you're heading off yeah. towards the boats to investigate like, the boats off to the yeah. west. Um, yeah. And with a roll of uh, 18 plus zero, um, you don't really find anything. Uh, there's some footprints that are uh, relatively fresh, but they're leading back um, back south towards the city. Uh, and some other footprints, which are just Craig's. That's just the, he's found his own footprints there on the sand. Wow. Oh, he's so talented. <laughs> it turned out he was walking backwards. Baron, where's Greg and his uh, friend headed off? Graham. To? Greg and Graham? Which in America is pronounced Graham. Gra- Greg and Graham? Graham. <laughs> Greg and Graham. Yeah. Uh, they are going to... 
they've gone up to the shore, and then I guess they're going to go northwest towards these boats. Oh, uh, okay, cool. And what if you uh, let's roll? Let's check out these boats. <laughs> uh, you've rolled a five. They're um, they're not really looking for stuff. They're they're just taking in the scenery. This is a bit more of like a <laughs> they've they've been out here before. It's not really. It's quite nice. Greg, I know. Greg is kind of just ex- expecting everybody else to be doing the work. He's he's now that he's like the leader of this group mm. of guards. Complacent. Mm. <laughs> oh. Greg's and, got great work ethic. I feel like this I is a real hill turn. <laughs> <laughs> I trust you guys. Um, Maybe do it. Oh, see, he's going to be such a good guy. He doesn't want to outshine his. He's not a micromanager. No. <laughs> I'm a micro manager. <laughs> so Adam, what have we what have we got? Who are your who's your group? I'm going with Griff and Biff down here. How <laughs> <laughs> should we name them? Uh, uh, settings down to settings. Uh, Griff and Biff. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, what are they What are they investigating after the well, Griff, Griff's he, he's heading down that down that way down the shoreline there, <laughs> and uh, he thinks he's seen a fish. <laughs> I thought he saw a fish. What did they out. roll? Um, we rolled a 13. They With a roll of a 13, he did see a fish. Uh, Griff absolutely. I told you. I told you I saw that fish, didn't I? Boy, never seen one. Biff never seen of, a fish before. Biff yeah. is Boy investigating here. like the tree line, just to, just to looking into the trees on the on the other side. But he's interested in this fish that Griff is pointing out, for sure. What's what's going on in these trees here, I wonder? <laughs> I wonder what's going on in these trees. Look up the top of the tree. I think I see a nest up there. Uh, and with a roll <laughs> of a 13, he totally saw a nest. Oh, my God. There must be some baby birds up there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Bill, what are what are your group? What's your group doing? So I've got Ian and Jeff. Ian and Jeff. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, this place gives me the creeps, Jeff. Oh, I know, Ian. <laughs> All those kids. I'm not moving. I'm not moving any closer to that water. I tell you that much. Great, perfect. We can watch. We can watch the back. Yeah, great. Ian and Jeff just sitting back, watching as the others disperse out towards the water and head off east and west. Um, we'll keep an eye out for wolves, Greg. And with a roll of a seven, they they're not keeping All an eye right. out for any for much, to be honest. They're they're looking around a <laughs> little bit. I'll keep my eye right open, looking <laughs> for wolves. Ian like looks over his shoulder because he thinks he hears something. Doesn't see anything moving. Looks back out towards the uh, uh, water, and then it moves. That's how like. Not paying concentration, he is. There's nothing harmless, just like a little animal. But he's. Did you uh, see the fish out here, Jeff? Did you see the fish I saw? I don't want to get nowhere near that water. <laughs> as, you're, you're as, as, as the uh, guards all disperse out uh, across the sort of entranceway to this lake, um, the, the sounds of the birds and the insects that have been keeping you company if you, as you've been investigating just cut completely just stop um and the fog that's That's just weird the fog that's just been resting on that lake slowly starts to to rise um and and starts seeping out towards uh the shore of the lake as well and even the sound of the water that's been sort of consistent uh stops and the 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 fog rises up so suddenly and so quickly that uh, visibility starts getting quite low, and the sh- uh, the the silhouettes of your um, 
compatriots is all you really see in the in the light of the oh. fog now. Um, Remember your buddy system, everybody. Crick, Crick, <laughs> take my was, hand. Was hold that you, me, Biff? Jeff. Oh, <laughs> the, Remember, um, you hold your partner's hand. The sound oh, of what's my partner? I have <laughs> the sound <laughs> of the water. The lapping water stops, but what you're hearing now is a different sound coming from the water, and that is the sound of the water surface breaking, and it's uh, just like the sound of a boat. Uh, what sounds like the sound of boats heading towards the shore, but you're looking out into the, the fog-covered uh, lake and see nothing. And the sound of that breaking water turn, turns slowly into the sound of uh, soft groans and the wet sound of feet hitting uh, the lakeside. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. And who's oh, gone no. for a panel then? As the uh, as you're peering now towards the sound of that those uh, the wet footprints, you now mm-hmm. see a further group of uh, silhouettes forming in the um, the fog, Up. and you have good luck. Seven of these shapes start moving out of the water, out of the lake, towards the lakeside. Um, I'm gonna need. A roll of initiative from everybody. It's like Adam is doing foley for the <laughs> zombies. Oh, can you guys still hear Zombies' that? feet like hitting the. It's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, immersive. The dirt and silt. <laughs> oh, I've rolled pretty well. Crack and Craig are at twenty. So feel free just to roll one of your characters. Uh, you don't have to roll all of them. How do I even roll? Oh, no, that's a one. That's a disastrous initiative. <laughs> I can't hold an accent for five seconds. This is just... Just, just roll with it. You should just be able to um, click your token, open up the character yeah. sheet and roll. Um, Where's I'll, the fucking character sheet for, for Greek? You should just be able to uh, my, hold shift. It's under monsters, remember? Oh, so we can Greek use that. Hold shift and double click your token and that'll also bring up your... Um, Oh, oh. Hex. Oh, it's I don't okay, it's only been character. like five years. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, <laughs> sort of. Sure. Um, what did you roll? Sorry, Bill. Or oh, sorry, uh, Jeff. I rolled a nine. A nine. Watch out, Greg. Watch out, Graham. Craig's going on down in there. there. Who's did, down there? What's going on? Did Craig roll a, a twenty? Did I miss that? I've rolled a 20. I'm perceiving everything. Nice. Is that a a fish that's come out of the water there? I was seeing one of them earlier. (laughs) Who am I missing? Oh, that's no fish. Um, I don't have Graham or Greg on there, so I have a Uh Well, there's a tiny thing that says init, and I found it. Oh, okay. 16. All right, perfect. At the top of the... Oh, 17. At the top of the turn order is uh, Craig and Craig. Um... Craig and Craig, you see these seven silhouettes and the sounds coming from them are horrific. You've not heard anything like this. It's it's like the sound of someone moaning, but it's also the sound of wa- uh, the, the, the sound passing through water and coughing up water at the I'm same time. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like someone's slowly enjoying it. Like slowly <laughs> enjoying a hard day. <laughs> Sucking down. A raspberry pineapple calippo. <laughs> Mutt bang ASMR. The um 
the they don't seem to be moving quickly out of the water at this point, but they are but they are um, moving south. And there seems to be about Stay seven. right there. Oh no! What do we do, Greg? Hold your partner's hand and return <laughs> to our uh, initial spot. <laughs> initial spot. <laughs> our, our meeting place. Hold your partner's okay. hand and return to our initial spot. What a leader. <laughs> what a great military mind. Tonsu, <laughs> <laughs> is that you? <laughs> well, I've, uh, I'm in the, in my role, inhabiting my role. It's true. Yeah. It's very Creek and, it, and Craig slowly extend their hands out until they grasp each other's <laughs> hands sweatily. Um, with their other um, hands, they shakily take hold of their pikes and point them tremulously towards the zombies as they as they retreat, um, yelling out, oh, "I'm retreating just like you said, Greg." Good man, um, yeah. Greg. They've, they've ready. They've ready to good piking action if they need to. Yeah, yeah, great. Each of your characters can have a speed of thirty feet, so feel free to move your tokens. Okay. To reflect I'll that. I'll do that. Each of these squares is five. That's right. That's right. You say it's okay. a ten foot pike. Who said it was a ten foot pike? Uh, you did. Yeah, I just you said, said pike. Right. Uh, let's have a look at the reach. It'll say on the character I sheet. I guess it's not. A oh, reach is ten feet. There you go. Yeah, reach is ten feet. Oh. So maybe you just saw it and thought, I don't know. No, it's my old pike knowledge. I'm feeling like a bit of a coward right now. What? <laughs> Blame plenty of time to a coward later. What? <laughs> <laughs> Back home. Oh, yep. Uh, anything else from Craig and Crick? Um, just just m- m- muttering away. Oh, I don't like this one bit. Uh, okay, Greg, Greg and Graeme, uh, it's over to you. Well, seeing as it's 10 feet, mm. Greg and Graeme will hold their, they'll stop clutching each other's hands, <laughs> clutch their pike, pikes, not just the sharing one, and then they will <laughs> uh, attempt to poke it to the sharp end at this uh, zombie with the purple dot close by. Yeah, cool, give me a roll to hit. Okay, so where is that? Should just oh, be on. Pike. Yeah, yeah, just give that a click. First one is a what? Did it roll? Uh, 14 oh, and yeah, a yeah. damage of 7. Okay, perfect. You guys might not see that roll. At the, because they're monsters, they just roll to the DM. So I might need to. Oh. I'm not sure how I can change The second that. one from Graeme is a 22 and a 9. Uh, both of Ooh. those, both of the, both Greg and Graeme and Unison just jab out with their pikes just like their training is instilled into them um both jabbing directly into uh one of the zombies um doing good job green total of uh, 16 damage oh um i'm just going to can you also just uh, give me a d20 Hi. a one um the <laughs> way that these pikes uh hit the zombie it loosens off one of its legs and the, one of its legs just flops down into the water. Um, and this leg seems to have a mind of its own is, and is like kicking around in the water and the zombie is managing just to keep balance on its one remaining leg. Oh, well done. Uh, okay. <laughs> anything, anything else from uh, Greg and Graeme? Yes, Greg yells out, about face <laughs> and march and him and Graeme march back 
towards the initial spot. <laughs> and Greg's going to yell out, form a wall. A wall. A wall? A wall. Okay. Forming a wall. A wall. Hold my wall. hand, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, use the holding Greg's hand. Don't, don't mess up the buddy. The buddy system is key. <laughs> yeah. Hold your own buddy's hand. Okay. Why, why is hand holding such a big part of the tactics here? It's just <laughs> you've got one hand not used at all times. <laughs> well, uh, there's a lot of mist. Um, and for moral support, really. Of course. It's lonely out there. Uh, it is the zombies' turn, um, and they, having spotted you and, and watching you all head uh, away from them, they burst into a, a sprint. No, not sprinting zombies. Those are the worst. I suppose I can. Yes. And. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, my God. Are they attacking Biff? They are just sprinting. 10, 15, 20, 25, Can they sprint? Surely the water counts as difficult terrain, though, because they have to... Yeah, have you ever tried to run on a beach? It's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. We'll, we'll reduce it by 10, which would mean, like, the first 10 feet are at double. And that uh, guy's only got one leg. That's so kind of you, Dean. Yeah. Which just means he can hop. He, he doesn't have that weight holding him down. Um, oh, he's faster now. <laughs> we should all get rid of our legs. That's why, that's why in the 100 metres at the Olympics every four years, the one you get bloke wins it because they're so much faster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, this zombie that has shares the same colour. I've given them each little colours, yeah? The purple one has lost a leg. This little token at the back is just its leg. So it's just kind of uh, flutter oh, kicking. It's flutter kicking its way towards the the shore, but, but is really not able to do much, is it? So, and that's that's the uh, the zombies' turn. Uh, Jeff, we're over to Jeff and Ian now. Uh, Greg, Graham, Craig, and Crack have all come running towards you, holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> zombies, <laughs> zombies, <laughs> right on their heels, just running behind as well. Yeah, poke and retreat. <laughs> and uh, don't forget the hands. <laughs> what are we? Uh, what are we going to get from Ian and Jeff? Oh, sorry, I heard the name Jeff, and I was like, "What's going on? Who's Jeff?" <laughs> um, <clears throat> I meant to make Ian the. Oh, what's yeah, happening with Ian? Let's guy. go with Ian. Ian's the main guy. Ian and Jeff. Um, I told you nothing good can come from that water. And they are going to move up following Greg's shining example. <laughs> and they're going to stab this one. Oh, the purple one. Okay, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Both of them reach out with their pikes. Give me two uh, rolls of attack. What have we got here? So a 13 to hit. Uh, that is a hit. This one. Uh, for 11 piercing. Okay, great. Uh, and the other one was a... I think it's a 9 to hit. I'm assuming it's not. it shouldn't be at advantage, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not at advantage. Um, so yeah, 9 is a hit as well, doing a total of 20 damage on this uh, zombie that has already lost one leg. Um, these pikes just come through, one through its head, one through its chest, and it just drops this thing down as they shake it free off their pikes. Um, the leg kicking around in the water just stops moving as well. Mm-hmm. So that zombie drops to the dead, uh, to the ground dead. Oh, oh, oh Jeff! <laughs> yes! And Greg's last instruction was to hold the wall. Retreat! Uh, yeah, form a wall. <laughs> 
Which one, Poke? Greg? Both. Poke and retreat to form a wall. Don't be out there alone. Okay. And I move back. <laughs> well, you've left me alone now, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not much of a wall. So you want you want me to stay here and form a wall? Yeah. I right, come back a bit. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, uh, and then we move over to Biff and Griff. Griff still was sort of like checking out that fish, to be honest. He's been pretty enamored by that. But has now noticed the commotion happening on uh, behind him. What's going on down there? Have you all seen your own fish, have you? We told you these lively waters down here this evening. He doesn't really know what's going on. But Biff is all, all too Griff. aware of the situation. And he's kind of terrified, but he gets a rush of adrenaline. And he's going to dart out towards this orange zombie and thrust his pike into its chest, screaming, and then run away. Okay, give me a roll to hit. It's a 14. Uh, that's a hit. Yeah, baby. Uh, and what's the... Six. Uh, um, 1d10. 1d10 plus one for, for damage. That's a three plus one. Four damage. Oh. <clears throat> okay, perfect. You just kind of graze this thing as it... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it picks up on your screaming. It wasn't focused on you before, but it absolutely is now as the sort of hollow uh, mucusy eyes uh, stare oh. into your soul. What have I done? And I'm going to run back into the trees here. Okay, cool. <laughs> He's just running. Uh, what about it's inside the tree? Can you do that? Underneath the trees, underneath yeah. the branches. Yeah, okay. Mark in the trunk. We, he's not going to get me down here, is he? <laughs> Good idea. Elbow. Uh, what about uh, Griff? So in your initiative. Yeah, Griff. How, how far can Griff move? Uh, he's got a speed of uh, thirty, so he can dash sixty, so he can get quite far. Oh, oh, so he can move and he can attack. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a reach of ten out. as well, so he doesn't have to get right next to them. All right, Griff. He's kind of started wandering back. Because he was mystified as to why no one wanted to come and check out that fish. He's just heard and Biff scream. As he's as he's just heard the scream, he's going to go Biff, and he's going to go charging up up the beach, and then just take his like a trident, his pike, and he's going to like go for a, go a full stab okay. with the trident. Cool. Provided. Give us a, a roll. That's an eight. That's a oh. hit. That is what? a hit. Nice. Zombies, zombies are very slow usually in their movements, uh, and they're not very well armored. So that's an eight. That's that a you are a space pig. Give me a d10 plus one. That's a eight all up. Seven plus one. Did you call him a spiced pig? No, we called him an arse face pig. <laughs> oh, I thought you said space pig. <laughs> <laughs> Now you don't have to get that close. You don't have to get that close since a pike has ten feet of range. So if you want, you can stay back a bit. Yeah, cool. Mm. Uh, Okay, great. Anything else from uh, Biff and Griff? You just get it. Biff, where are you? That's all. Okay, cool. It is Craig's turn. Craig's noticed that um, Griff is is in a in a spot of bother. Like if they swarm Griff. Griff's in big trouble. Griff, he's, you've known he's not Griff being a able long to poke time. and retreat. <laughs> he's not like being a, able to poke and retreat. There's been no. a bond between this group. There's a reason yeah, we like, all go out together. These childhood friends. We we just planned a fishing trip. I can't let let Griff perish. Sure. Um, so um, Craig 
plants his feet and goes, Oh, there'll be no poking retreat today, not with Griff's life on the line. You mark my words. And um, <laughs> runs forward um, to stand next to Griff and does a poke but does not retreat. Okay. So Ooh. how can I move? You should just have uh, how- access to them. I just want to see how far I can All run because right. I've got 30 feet of movement. Contravening so orders. I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll run forward to be near Griff, but close enough to poke a zombie. Oh, yeah. So like there. So you're going to go for the orange zombie? Yeah, because I'm scared he's going to come for my boy Griff. Mm. Yeah, um, concentrate and fire. I can't, let, I can't let that happen. So I'm going to strike out with the pike. Take that. What have I rolled? I've rolled an 11. That is a hit. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. For oh, I rolled a ten plus one for piercing nice. damage. Nice, Great. Craig. Yeah, you do some decent damage. You just like punch a hole straight through the shoulder of this zombie, dragging like one of its lungs through its back, and then when you pull the pike back oh. out, the lung just drops to the ground behind him. Oh, oh like one of those smoking ads. Yeah, yeah. And what about uh, Craig? Craig's. Crick's going to follow Craig's lead. Oh, as yeah. he As Crick runs off, their hands unclasp, and he is like, no, 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 no. That link can never be broken. So he runs up to Craig's uh, side, and he reclasps his hand. <laughs> and he goes, all right. He looks him meaningfully in the eyes and goes, never do that again. Right, Craig. <laughs> oh, you never end, leave Craig. <laughs> I'll never leave look. you, Craig. <laughs> We've got a fishing trip to go on. And he rolls a 15 to hit with his pike. That's a hit. As he uh, hits the zombie for uh, 8 plus 1 piercing damage. Can you also give me a d20, please? Mm-hmm. He, he squeezes his hand to show his love and mutual respect, rolling a 14. Uh, okay, with with that, with uh, Crick's attack, you sever off one of the arms of uh, the zombie. Its right arm just sort of like crumples down onto the ground. Can I make that a small? I'll make that small. There we go. Oh, cute. Um, <laughs> and it kind of flops around with a life of its own uh, like on, a fish. on oh, the no. ground. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lets out a quick, blimey! <laughs> Uh, anything anything else? Are we moving on to both Greg uh, and Graham? Yeah, I think that's, that's their turn. Cool. Greg and Graham. Oh. Very brave there, Greg. <laughs> Thank you, Graham. <clears throat> um, all right, we'll form a wall up there. <laughs> and uh, um, Greg is going to move forward. And, and is, Greg's also going to say, concentrate fire until one of them's dropped and then move on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to roll for his pike Please. against the orange one. That's 16. You guys for are rolling very six, well. 16 for 6, six that is enough yeah. to uh, put this zombie, this damaged zombie, out of commission, dropping it to the ground. And the arm flailing and flopping behind uh, next to it also stops moving. So Greg is actually going oh. to move out forward next to Griff mm. and uh, try and protect the others. And Graham's going to run up behind him. Not without me. And he's going to <laughs> stab at this yellow one. Okay. Roll to hit. 
uh, what's that? A, a six. Oh, the first miss. Uh, you oh. managed to like jab out towards it, and it just like uh, <clears throat> disappears through an already sort of rotted part of it. It's just oh. through and doesn't damage it at all. That would have been eleven damage too. That would have been too much power. I think he's going to keep running o- uh, over to the other side of Griff. Okay. Yeah, perfect. So it's Greg, Griff, Graham in a row. All right. It is the zombies' turns. This is where things might get a little bit more interesting. Uh, they both just run towards the closest. The two on the right run towards the closest target, which in this case is Greg. Uh, <laughs> the first I mean, one. Oh, no. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> oh, I hope Greg doesn't perish in a horrible. That would be yeah. terrible. It starts oh, its turn by just lashing out with its claws, swiping mm. with these gangrenous claws. It rolls a 19 and then a tw- <gasps> and a 12. Ooh. Oh, the 12's uh, all right. Uh, yeah, he's got an armor class of 16. Okay, so, so only one of those The first hit. one hits. Okay. Uh, t- giving four slashing damage across uh, Greg's Ow! chest. Just push. And then... <laughs> and then just as you think that that zombie was about to stop, it just launches forward with its teeth bared uh, with an, as an attempt to bite down into Greg, uh, into Greg, rolling an 18. Greg. Uh, doing hit. F- doing five, five piercing damage to Greg's <gasps> shoulder. That's, that's nine damage total. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, having seen having two left registering the attack on Greg the next one runs straight past and jumps towards Craig again le- reaching out with its claws slash slash rolling a 15 uh, and a 4 so that's two misses is it a duck and weave that was a, actually that was a crit fail as well so I'm just going to quickly roll a, a d100 to see how badly this zombie crit fail. It actually rolled a crit fail and a crit success. Uh, it rolled a 12, so it damage, uh, damages itself. It, like, um, as it's running forward, it, it like grazes its, you know when you stub your toe? But imagine you're just <laughs> stubbing all of your toes off. It's just oh. like... <laughs> Don't imagine that. Oh. What a great initial framing. Um, (laughs) um, as it falls it bears its teeth and tries to come uh, down onto Greg with its teeth bared it this time rolls a crit success doing a total of only five damage uh, with its with its teeth on Craig on Craig Um, another one comes running forward towards Ian again it's going to start with a bite this time it's just like leading with its face uh, rolling an 11, which is a miss. And as it snaps next to Ian's face, tries to grab on with its claws, rolling an 8 and missing. Uh, and another 8, just the, the the leather armor managing to hold back the wetness of this zombie's grasp. Uh, another zombie comes running in, uh, this time also uh, trying to attack Ian. We're doing the same sort of attack here. We've got a bite and two uh, attacks with its arms. It's a 15, a 13, both misses, and a 19. The last claw manages to catch uh, on Ian's like cheek and raises its, these, this ga- these gangrenous nails across his face, doing Ooh. five slashing damage. Uh, this last zombie coming running forward and meets uh, Crack face on, um, stops for a minute, and then making Crack think maybe it's all right, 
but no, these claws <laughs> slash out uh, a 16, a 6, which is a miss. Uh, and then again, another bite rolling mm. a 16. So it's four damage That's from the claw. That's two meets beats. Yeah, it's uh, four slashing damage from the claw, five piercing damage of the teeth of this zombie biting down into Crack. So that what that was four damage and five. Yeah, so nine on Craig. Yes, yeah. And Craig's got five damage <laughs> on him. Yeah, this is not looking good, guys. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, it's Jeff's turn, or Ian and and Jeff. Jeff has managed to stay safe behind this wall, uh, but everyone else is just he's just now hearing these these like. Uh, groans and, and, and chattering of teeth and slashing and cries of pain from his friends around him. Uh, what is what's Ian and Jeff up to? Um, I have a question. Can, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can we reach past people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you can absolutely, if you can find a spot, there might be a plus two added to their AC just for having someone in your way. But they've got a very low AC already, so that might not be too too bad. Depending who okay. you're aiming for. I'm trying to I'm trying to listen to Greg's orders. Hold the wall and concentrate fire. And hold so, hands. And hold hands. So um, Jeff is going to take a swing at this zombie. Uh, yeah, the yellow one. The yellow one. one. The one in front yeah, of the Craig, one. the one that attacked Craig. Yeah, because that one has been damaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, where's the... There it goes. Take that! Oh, no. Roll of six. Roll of six is a mess with everything going on. You just can't manage to... Wait. Oh, what? Do we do flanking rules? Oh, wait, that would also be bad for us. Well, you do do flanking rules, but uh, I I suppose suppose you could... That also means the zombies would get double attacks on us, right? Well, flanking has to have someone on opposing sides. Yeah, we have a wall. It's not just having two next to someone. They have to be on opposing. Uh, You have to be flanking, so on the opposite side. He's pretty flanked, though, isn't he? With Greg and Craig. Not yeah, really, because the person that's interacting with the zombie is on the same side as him, so it doesn't make... Yeah, so we're going with we're going to go with the six. It's a, it's a miss, unfortunately, from Jeff. Um, and Ethan none of these Jeff. other zombies have been hit? No. No, they haven't. Oh, one, the one in front of Greg has, but you have, aren't able to reach that one. That pink one. Yeah, without, yeah. without moving. Um, and that He'd be case, able to reach the yellow one, though, eh? Uh, yeah, not in? From nah, not from there. No, 10 feet through, through diagonal feet. space, it's not quite the same. Yeah, it doesn't really work in D&D, does it? Nah. Just straight, straight through, Craig. I think, <laughs> I think that is that's I, yeah, I was, I was going to allow that one, but we're Ian is um, not so much. Yeah, okay, I'll just attack the red one then. Okay, the um, one that's like uh, managed to get some damage on Ian, I believe. Oh yeah. my god, Ian, you're in danger. You can disengage. Um, nope, it's all right. Um, no, Ian. <laughs> okay, of course. Cool, Ian, great, guys. save yourself. I'm going to think of your children. <laughs> 14 to hit. Uh, that's a hit. And 10 piercing damage on red. Perfect. Uh, yeah, you managed to knock a decent chunk of meat off this uh, zombie with your pike. Um, let's. Unless, uh, is there any movement you wanted from Ian? I don't think I should risk it. Okay. Uh, Biff in the tree and Griff. What's Biff and Griff up to? Um, I'll paint a picture for Biff here. Biff is seeing some horrific shit right now. He is seeing the group that he loves being swarmed now. Um, yeah. And he's seeing that damage is happening to, to his friends. Um, how, how would it work mechanically for Griff to kind of tackle 
like to tackle that pink zombie into the water. I want to try and drown it. But it's just been under. You want to drown the thing that was just living in the water, no problem? <coughs> drown that fish. <laughs> okay. And by drown it, I mean hold it underwater with my pike. On oh, its right. okay. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. Um, what can we I like, can... like launch forward and like tackle it into the water? Yeah, we can do a, a, a strength, strength versus, uh, what are we going to do? Uh, probably strength versus strength. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll do strength versus strength. All right. You leave, you leave Greg alone. No one takes a shot at old Greg. This is for your wife, Mabel. 15, you Perfect. fucker. Yeah, the zombies only rolled an eight. So what, what I'll do is this, this will enable you to grab and move him 10 feet. But it's going to leave you in front of this uh, creature. He's now. sacrificing himself for, for Greg. Yeah. Griff, no! <laughs> I'd rather I died than any of you! And then Biff, what about Biff seeing what's going on. Um, oh, yeah. He's going to try and... Actually, because Greg's in fucking terrible shape, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Hey, rude! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was before we started, eh? <laughs> um, Biff would like to try and drag Greg back into the trees for, for cover. There I'd like to. Will be an opportunity attack on him. Mm, oh, fuck that don't you worry about Greg. Yeah. Could Biff, you run uh, up and flank the yellow one, mm. or would that be opportunity attacks as well? What I would you, what right? I would allow you to do as a means of getting Greg away from that yellow zombie is do a similar thing to what you did to the other zombie, which is run in and basically just knock Greg out of the way and replace Greg with your character. If you wanted to give uh, that a try. No, I, I've changed my mind. I'm just going to go hell for leather on the yellow okay. zombie. So Biff, oh, he's going to be overtaken with... So he's, he's afraid, but he gathers himself and lets out a blood-curdling scream, charges forward and just tries to stab the pike into that yellow zombie's head. Cool. Yeah, yeah, give us a roll. <gasps> what was that? I missed it. That wasn't good. It was a three. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that... That is a miss, but what I will allow you is to roll with advantage. There's three of you surrounding this zombie now. We'll bring in the flanking rule since there's three of you around him. Definitely not better. Well. Actually, just a little bit worse than the first one. So no, that, is, that is a miss. Advantage is like best of three. Eh? <laughs> so not, not this time. Sweet. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. It's 17. Still a mess. Keep the, going. Back at the top of the order, Craig. Craig and Crack. Things are looking a little um, grim now that they've, you've got these zombies snapping yeah. at you and right in front of you. Crack's looking in horrible condition. He's been slashed to ribbons, but he's still holding on. He's still holding on to Craig. And he, and he, he, um, he mutters, I'll never let go of your aunt. Keep by my side. This may be the end of crack. Um, yeah, because he's probably going to die. So um, he's going to... He's only aim got for two that hit yellow. points there, right? Yeah, he's got two hit points left, but he's not backing down. Mm. Um, he's going to roll with his pike. Does he do advantage because of the flanking thing? Or Wait, who's not? only... Well, how much... What's, which one's only crack. got that much left? Correct. Oh, you hadn't adjusted their health. Oh, no, okay, it's just changed now. I didn't adjust their health because I didn't know how. Oh, right, I just okay, wrote well, it down. I, I just fixed it. He, okay, cool. 
Craig's taken nine damage, and Craig has taken five damage. Right, right. So Craig's roll. Do, do I roll with advantage or no? Uh, for Craig, which one are you rolling against? The blue one? The, the yellow, yellow one. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's kind of turned on that. You're welcome. Um, because of Greg's positioning, absolutely. Okay, so I've rolled a 16 to hit, or a 9 to hit, so obviously. That's a hit. 16 and a six, uh, 5 plus 1 piercing damage for 6. 6 damage. Okay, this thing isn't, it's looking damaged, but it's not as damaged as you might want it to be at this point. <laughs> yeah, Crick's not long for this world. Yeah. Which one are you attacking? Or the, red. the yellow, the yellow one. one. The yellow one. Oh. As it's Isn't that the one we're centering on? It had already yeah. taken some damage, yeah. 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 Oh, um, I didn't see the health bars attract on there. Should have gone for the blue one. Wait. No, that's um That's, that's Greg. Greg's. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, yeah, no, that's, above. sorry, yeah. The, that's, the health that's bars correct. are above. That's correct. What you're oh. seeing is the two of 11 is correct. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. right. So who, who, that was Craig. Okay. Was that Craig or Craig attacking just then? <laughs> that was um, Craig. Okay, so what's Craig up to? With six health uh, Craig, points left. Craig's holding on to Craig's bloody, <laughs> bloody hands. Oh, no. Um, this is sad. Just praying for his, his buddy to not succumb, but knowing it could be their last moment together. Um lashing out with the pike on the yellow zombie again mm-hmm. uh, roll with uh, advantage I guess oh does it automatically roll with advantage uh, it does it does is this it? Well, okay so the first the best roll is a 12 so 9 how is it Wait, what? 9 plus 3 okay 12 yeah 12 was a hit and what sort of damage were you or 7 plus 1 piercing damage yes. on the yellow zombie uh, alright give me a d20 please just since it was two people okay. attacking at once on the same zombo. He's just weeping, openly weeping for for their their lives. <laughs> yeah. He rolled a 17. With a 17, the two pikes from Crick and Craig just knock the head of this zombie clean off and onto the ground <laughs> um, behind it. It doesn't kill the zombie. It's just head is now on the ground snapping uh, wildly <laughs> while this thing stands still in front of you. Uh, it's, right. It is definitely That's looking more damaged now, especially without a head. Gonna, they're not going to move. <laughs> okay, they're staying put. Uh, I mean, they'll just get opportunity attack to death if they mm, move, they, right? They so there's no real point. Um, uh, what are we up to? We're up to Greg. Greg and Graham? Yeah, okay. Graham, I think, is going to be like, Greg, you've been wounded. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. Graham <laughs> 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 is going to... Walk up behind Greg, and oh. I love that he's walking. <laughs> so he's going to nose <laughs> knee <laughs> along the beach. The fucking cookie bear. Don't you do? Well, and he's going to get his pike and try to stab. Hey, can he? There's no disadvantage, he, or is he get advantage here against or, the yellow one? Uh, against yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. Uh, so this is Graham. Doing a pike. Okay. Uh, six and a 14. Uh, 14's a hit. For six damage. Nice. Uh, this zombie with no head now is like flailing wildly. It seems to know where it's go- where to aim its flailing thanks to the head like on the spot, like chattering away on the ground, the sand, and the, and the pebbles. But it doesn't, you know, it's, it's damaged. It's nearly, nearly dead from how it's 
currently looking. Nearly dead. Man. Okay, Greg then. He's face-to-face with this foul thing. Yeah. Be gone with ye. (laughs) Greg looking way closer to death than the zombie does as well, so... Uh, a seven and a five. That is a mess. With, the, with the amount of That's blood loss news. Greg is having, he just like swipes out and just misses, just jams his pike into the pebbles at the feet of the zombie. This is very bad news. I was hoping it would be dead by now. Is any movement from, mm, from Greg? Yeah. Well, no. I think that would be bad. It is. Crit, go, crit goes, However, oh, this grain. is very bad news. Potentially, it would only take one swipe, though. It is That's the uh, zombie's turn. Oh, I'll just have Graham come around here to uh, just above Greg there. Okay, okay, cool. We're going to start with the, head there, right? with the zombie that is being pushed down into the water that Griff is holding onto. At the, oh, no, you rammed it with its, with your pike, right? You That's how you were kind of charging it out of the way? Right, we've, we probably should have rolled for that. Can you give me a D10 plus one for that? Since I, did well, I thought to... I'd used all my... Like, I described that so I want to do it, but I thought I'd used my attack. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Oh. Yeah, you, I, yeah, I suppose, yeah, you did right. You only get one action. We'll, we'll keep it as is then. This thing yeah. is, is trying to reach out and and, uh, and grab you, but it's going to roll with disadvantage just because of how you're currently sort of pinning it uh, to the ground. Because it's in the water. No, it's not its natural habitat. It's all at sea, literally. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, it's rolled with disadvantage a nine and a five, so that's missing. You just It is both scratching out, and the water is like slowing its, uh, its swipes down. Um, we have uh, the st- zombie over by Ian is now just trying to scratch at Ian's uh, arms and, and chest. It's a 13. Ian seems impenetrable. Um, <laughs> it's a 13 and a 5. Uh, the 5 is the bite. The bite just comes down into some of the leather on, on Ian's shoulder and he steps back and tries to swipe again and just scratches across more of the studded leather that he, uh, Ian is wearing. So Ian is just, just doing really well. All three misses there. Amazing. Um, I, I cannot be penetrated. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he yells that out. Crick, That's what he always He's, is. he's been hit one out of nine attacks. Crick, however, has another zombie, the same zombie, at like oh, right no. in front. He's holding him back. He's holding him back. Yeah. And it's working. There's a thir- roll of a 13 as a claw misses Crick's face, a roll of a 14 as it misses his chest, and then as it goes to bite down on Crick's face, it just snaps shut ka-tunk, right in front of Crick's bulbous nose. Oh, that were bloody close, weren't it? Um, well, your bulbous nose held him off, though, Crick. I told you that schnoz would come in handy. No one would want to boy that. The it's zombie, an optical illusion. The zombie in front of uh, Craig, the one that's been sort of attacked from all sides with the head now lying uh, on the ground behind it, reaches out with its claws to swipe out uh, at Craig. Uh, it doesn't get a bite attack this time, so just the two swipes, and they are going to be at disadvantage. The first one, a 15, narrowly misses Craig, but the second swipe, with a roll of 21, manages to connect with Craig, and it is a roll of six slashing damage. Oh no, Craig's got six. Oh. <laughs> That's how many oh, he's got. Craig's dead. Beats, Craig's beats. dead. And Craig drops to the ground. Uh, in a dying state. Yeah, he does, yeah. Um, Craig, as he drops, he goes, 
We'll go on that fishing trip sometime soon, you hairy oh, bud. God. <laughs> I think there's, is there one more? I think there's still one in front of Ian who is diligently, Ian is just like stop holding his pike out and putting his face palm out and stopping them everywhere, that every way that he can. Uh, and I tell you what, his luck is amazing. One of the claws um, <laughs> misses completely. The bite, again, you manage to just dra- jab your pike into its mouth and push it away. And it tries to claw you one more time. And it rolls a critical fail and tears off three of its fingers that are left kind of hooked underneath your one of the plates in your armor. Uh, doing some damage to itself (laughs) at the same time. Ian is unstoppable. Um, Jeff and Ian, over to you. You're right, Ian. I'm all right, Jeff. Um, (laughs) Jeff is just going to do the same thing as last time. He's going to reach over and try to finish off this yellow one, hoping Mm to um, get get a lead on how many zombies there are versus how many pikemen there are. Mm hmm. Gonna say roll. He can see Greg's strategy at work. Oh, oh, does he have flanking? Yes, yes, he does. Oh, thank God. Yes. <laughs> that was a crit fail. Yeah, on my first roll and a fifteen on my second. A fifteen is a hit. What sort of damage uh, are we looking seven at? Seven total. Enough to knock uh, the zombie back, uh, spilling all of its interior to the exterior as it drops to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> into the, the, like a the stony ground. Sedan, why you describe <laughs> Like a what? Like a sedan. Beautiful leather interior. <laughs> Beautiful uh, Mister Interior and <laughs> yeah. flashy exterior. What about Ian? Ian is uh, fending off two zombies yeah. at once here and doing an yeah, amazing job um, at it. He's he's currently pinned down between these two zombies, but he did get a. A glancing blow on old red over here. So he's going to go after red again uh, with his pike action. He rolled a 13 to hit. That is a hit. For five piercing damage. Great. Knocking the zombie back onto like uh, pushing his weight onto his back foot before correcting himself back in front of Ian and just snarling directly in Ian's face. Um, Any movement from either of those two? No. He's just going to make a comment to Jeff as he grasps his hand again and says, I... I think Ian's luck might might run out here. Uh, Biff and Griff. Right, I'll start with Griff first. Go back to the depths with you, you you slimy beast! And he's just gonna drive his pike down into the zombie's skull if he can. That is a sixteen. That's a hit. And then that is oh yeah. Oh, oh eleven damage. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This this zombie is, is uh, with the water lapping around its arms and stuff. It's really being held back and having that pike push through into it uh, is doing it no... It's like just giving the water more places to fill. Um, <laughs> what about Biff? So that would be a 10 plus 1 damage, right? Yeah, 11 not damage. Just 10. Yeah, yeah. It's not dead, it's just dead. got extra holes okay. that are filling up with water. But okay. yes, 11 damage. That's right. Because right. they they're zombies, they get some sort of save, right? Against? Dying. Uh, <laughs> Is that what you're doing? That's no. What my, what my zombies do anyway. They, uh, oh, right, right. Not these ones. 
These are very specific ones. Your zombies won't have limbs that fall off that continue moving. No, these are very spe no, don't. specific ones. Uh, but they can get back up if they right. roll. Not these ones. Uh, Biff. Biff's going to try and dive onto Bluey here. This guy here. Oh, yeah, yep. Oh. Uh, he's just going to dive, dive on him with his pike. Cool. Again. Cool. We'll, do, we'll just do an attack roll for this one. All right. That's Nat a crap. 20. That's <gasps> great. Uh, give me 2d10 plus one. Come on. That's a seven and a five, so 13. Okay, 13. It's still like this This zombie had been sort of. This zombie had been sort of untouched. So what we'll do is we'll just move. It gets pushed across as Biff launches himself. <laughs> Uh, and so he's, he's finally had a bit of damage, but Crick is left uh, with Biff standing in front of him now instead of one of these snarling zombies. Um, anything else from Biff and Griff? Hey. Okay. Um, what? And that would have done plus one damage again, right? Yeah, yeah. 12, I it would have done yeah, 13. Yeah, I included that. I'm so right. scared the zombie's going to kill us. I'm like counting every number. Um, <laughs> I'm adding them all up. Don't worry. Um, in the in the urgency of not dragging out the training montage across the next eight sessions, uh, what we what we see is the fog uh, picking up, and we see within that fog just this battle between um, the undead and the remaining guardsmen, um, and back at the northern gates of Velaki, there's just the sounds of these uh, screams and attacks off in the distance that can be heard and there's people are unsure and they're looking around to see, you know, where's end? I hadn't seen him for a while. The, the Greg had taken this group out for um, uh, uh, to check out the lake to make sure there wasn't anybody out there um, and it's, it's kind of uh, a little bit of concern rolls over everyone. What I'm going to do I'm going to roll a, uh, a d8. Uh, wait, how many were left? One, two, three, four, five, six. There's seven left. So I'm going to roll a d8. We're going to include uh, our fallen friend as well. Whatever I roll is how many guards return from this battle. Oh, come on. We've got the upper hand. We're going to kill them. If I roll a one... I will re-roll, and that's how many zombies appear at the gates. Should this is casino with these odds. <laughs> They're awful. <laughs> really big. Okay, I've, ro I've, I've rolled. Uh, I've rolled a seven, which is which is great. Uh, it's good. Well, it's good for seven? everyone except mm. Craig. The group <laughs> returns to Velaki beaten and bloodied, um, and they're carrying. Craig's body with them who perished at the lake but they fought a good fight um, and they're concerned that there will be more and uh, they get patched up uh, overnight and they're feeling a little better by morning obviously they're a little they're a little more trauma to them thanks to having never dealt with zombies before and they speak to other guards and, and speak to the adventurers and tell Mirican and Morley all about this, this new threat uh, yes Morley? I'd like to have on record that Morley is the first to visit Greg in the infirmary 
and give him a <laughs> pat on the back and say, you did good out there, Greg. We heard you were a hero. Greg is like close to dead when he's in. He's like, he is being held up by Graham. He's still strong enough to hold Graham's hand. Uh, we lost Greg. We lost him. <laughs> but never morally. Greg is. But I'll never forget Greg. Uh, Greg is very happy to see you, Morley. He's not in the state to do much talking and, and just needs to rest and Rude. recover. <laughs> but, he's, but he's very thankful to see you there. Um, Bring me any, any of those white grapes. Uh, <laughs> there's been... Uh, um, more for adventurers, sorry, Greg. <laughs> oh, no, I can't eat the ones with seeds and take them back. Yuck. Yeah, no seeds, please. Any flowers? Uh... Ian, Ian manages to come back with uh, only a few scratches. He's definitely the healthiest of the group by the by the end of this fight. Him and Jeff, actually. Jeff managed to avoid any confrontation with the zombie and managed to get a lot of shots in with his pikes. Um, we've got Crick, obviously in the same state as Greg, almost near death. Uh, and then we have Biff and Graham, they took a couple of hits from some of the from a, the remains of the zombies. Just in the final steps of taking down the last two, there was a wild swipe that managed to scratch across Graham's face, leaving him this, this nasty three sort of uh, lined scar on his face. And oh, Griff, cool. Griff taking out this uh, zombie in the water, uh, almost managed to come out completely unscathed, but uh, is, is, is more tired than, than damaged. Fighting in water like that really takes it out of you, and that, that <laughs> fight with that zombie was lasted much longer than he thought it would take. Um, but their concerns of what else could be in the lake is, is, uh, is very valid. And the next day we see um, small numbers of zombies um, approach the northern gates. Just, uh, sorry, American? So I did mention earlier that I had some spells that I would want to use to fortify our defences, just in case that comes into play at that, some point. Not, not for right now. I'm sure it will. But uh, this, the, the size, the number of these zombies that are coming out of the lakes on that third day, it's just like one or two at a time. And they're easily dispatched of. Um, but the concern is it's, but the, the group that sort of heads towards the gates closer to the end of the night is... It seems to be getting to be like four or five. And there's a concern that this might, number might grow over time. Um, uh, but then there's a, there's a lull and no more seem to show up for the day. It's kind of like popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Builds up and then... Keep listening for, for the last one and then yeah. wait. Um, oh, they've gone. On the fourth day, um, Morley's finished his book. It was a great read. He's got so much more understanding. <laughs> um, he's got such a, a, a major understanding. It is the tome of understanding. And he feels like yeah. he's just got so much more understanding now. Um, <laughs> what, a, what a book indeed. <laughs> he just he, it's not about understanding. He understands how to understand. It's all about the. You should write the foreword. <laughs> It's very neater. Um, <laughs> so I, I want you to increase your wisdom score uh, by two. Whoa. Whoa. Give me a look at your I'm book. Like, can I read um, it now? The moment, I'll just read it real quick. The moment you finish that book and you start feeling wiser, the words fade from the book. The words just disappear from the book, leaving an empty tone. Oh, even the bits of highlighters? There's just highlights now. Just these highlights, <laughs> just these lines of highlighter. Um, the only thing, uh, day four starts off pretty quietly, but then quite quickly, um, 
uh, one of the guards, it's it's Ian, back on duty, back on duty already, comes running, <laughs> running, running up to the group, um, uh, and informs you all that there's a a woman that's been seen at the western gates. Um, she was she was looking in through the closed gates and was inquiring about what was going on. But the weirdest thing, weirdest thing was. I didn't even see her coming, and I was on the lookout. You know, you know, good ear is at this kind of stuff. Didn't even hear her coming. She's still there if you want to go talk to her. 